Matt Harvey, what's going on, bro? Do you need a hug? Bartolo Colon, big sexy. We didn't know how big or how sexy you were. Mets Wrap 360 starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It is such a happy song. You just can't feel bad when you hear this song. Look, when you come off of a uh, three-game sweep of the Brew Crew, it's a lot easier to be happier. But this song was going to make me happy no matter what I did. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mets Rap 360. I am Christian Blatt. To my immediate left, Andrea Fasano. And way, way, way down at the end of the desk, Matt Ritter, welcome. Yeah. Our third musketeer joining us here on Mets Rap 360. Take a quick minute, talk about where you're from, how you ended up being a Mets fan, because it is sort of a thing like, oh yeah, so you know, how did you uh, find your way into recovery? You know, how did you get this 12 step? Uh, as we've talked about, Andrea is a uh, recovering Yankee yeah. fan. How did you end up as a Mets so like fan? Andrea, I'm a neighboring Long Islander uh, from Plainview. Yeah, we're you guys super were, close. They were so excited. You guys have no idea. It was like Siosin Plainview. She knows that they film their noses to... at Plainview. They're like, oh, Plainview, you poor person. But <laughs> no. so uh, my dad's an, immig- neighbors, my dad's an immigrant. And, okay. Uh, he, I guess, came over in 72, I want to say. Okay. Wow. And so that was kind of like right the Mets, before, yeah. You know, right before the Mets' heyday. And then. Well, it was after the World Series' heyday. Yeah, and but, then but they still, went to the World Series in 73. Right. So but, that was, but I also that was think the time. There's something about like being an immigrant and not like. The the immigrant that's a sellout becomes a Yankee fan. I agree. I could not agree more. But like the hardcore immigrant who's like, I'm going to, you know, my bootstraps, I'm going to start my own (laughs) business and do this. That's what you do. You become a Mets fan, you know, and you you suffer through the late 70s, early 80s. And then, you know, I'm a kid. I was born in 79. So, yeah. So you're you're three years younger than me. So I was 10 when they won World Series in 1986. So it was kind of a no brainer. And that means you were seven. Yeah. My mom wouldn't let me stay up to watch. So I had to listen to Ray Knight yeah. in, in 86. But then, you know, like my mom, a uh, super cool lady, used to, we had a tradition every opening day that was home game, first home game. Uh, she would let me be a truant and we'd go to the games. Oh, You'd cool. actually go to the game. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, That's I mean, like, awesome. I only, year old, like the, the school teachers must have been like, what is up with this kid? <laughs> yeah. Like every Why is April so special? First, <laughs> yeah. He is. Oh, that's sick. great. Yeah. I went to one opening day ever, 2002. It was the coldest I had ever been at a baseball game until I went to a game in San Francisco in July. Oof. That's much colder. Oh, yeah. But uh, I just I couldn't believe how cold it was. And to tell you what how exciting that game was, uh, Al Leiter uh, was the starting pitcher against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mo Vaughn hit a big home oh, run. Wow. And it was the first win for manager Art Howe. Uh, but I did go to opening day in D.C. last year, so I nice. felt like that was a much more special. And <laughs> pitching in that game, and we'll talk about him a little later, Bartolo <laughs> Oh, Cologne. my God. Big Mo probably, what, like, averaged, like, 12 million per home run he hit for us? Like, yeah, and, and 16 cheeseburgers yeah. per home run. I'll say, I'll say the, the, the low point as a Mets fan for me is I was at, uh, in, in 2006, I was at the uh, Beltran uh Strike three. Oh, you were at that game. Yeah. yeah. See, I went to all three games in the NLDS. So yeah. I was at the two games at Shea, the third game here at Dodger Stadium. And I, well, I actually still have it. I had a uh, World Series ticket for the Mets in 2006. And just sort of like Marty McFly and his brother and sister, it just sort of kind of disappeared <laughs> oh at some my point. Gosh. And it wasn't, there was nothing printed on yeah. it anymore. It was really strange. <laughs> 
But anyway, so we'll uh, talk all about our, our history, I'm sure, more in the future. But let's talk about recent history. Uh, this week started off not great. Well, actually, that's not true. First game was great. Yeah. That was a fantastic. Uh, the uh, the first and only win in the series against the Nats. Uh, Syndergaard, that was great. And, uh, you know, against Max Scherzer, you're like, all right, this is going to be one of those tight, high-pressure games. And then Grandison hits, hits a home run on the first pitch. <laughs> and, you know, obviously there was some tension throughout the game, but that's really all that they needed with Thor on the mound. But uh, talk a little bit, uh, Matt, you start off. Talk a little bit about uh, Syndergaard. You don't have to talk about him specifically in that game, just what he's meant so far this season. I mean, he just pitched this afternoon, which was great. I mean, I think, look, he's it's clearly he's become our ace, yeah. but more importantly, he's become our stopper, the guy who will stop the bleeding if there is any bleeding. And there was bleeding last Monday. After they lost four games and a, a three-game sweep in Colorado, you're like, how does that even happen? Happen, you yeah. know, and I mean, so, he's a human god yeah. right now. I mean, he's he's the guy where like, I feel also that the players feel more confident. I agree. You know, yeah. like the, yeah. the, the lineup feels like, all right, let's jump on a pitch, and then we'll be good for the rest of the. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Anderson's like, I'll just jump on one. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's what he did. And against somebody yeah. like Scherzer, you kind of have to do that. You it's know? a cagey move. Yeah. It's such a veteran move. Yeah. You know, I I, th- I think I saw a stat. Does Granderson have the most or? Second most active. Um, yeah, so lead in his off. career, leadoff home runs, I think it's 39, and I think as a Met, it's 15. So, that, yeah, that's all. I mean, he's only been a Met for a few years. Right. So, well, that's I'm great. a big fan of his, especially watching that. I watched that back today, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Good for him. Like, he's just somebody who's. I don't want to use the word consistent because. Well, that's, he's, that's he's reasonably statement. consistent, he but yeah. But he yeah. is, and yeah. I feel like he's somebody that will come through in the clutch, and I started liking him as a Yankee. Of course you did, know? Yeah. I, I, But look, I really he's consistent in the way that, you know, if he doesn't have a, a good week or a good month, it's not because he isn't trying. Right. It's not because he's distracted. He's uh, he's consistently it. giving it all of his effort, and, you Exa- know. That's what I mean by consistency. He'll, yeah, he'll take the chances. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't have to be like, oh, he's down. We can't rely on him. Yes, you still can, if he's had, yeah. like, a, a bad run or something and, like and that. And, like, also, Great fielder, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. Fields is still solid. Mm-hmm. He's as old as you are, I think. Yeah. yeah, and and takes good at bats. I think when you say consistency, I feel like when I think of consistent, a guy who always takes good at bats. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, like no, exactly. That's a big deal. Yeah, it, as it's a leadoff like, guy. You know, if if he's one for four in a game, it's not like those three at bats where you know he popped up the right. first pitch. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah, no, look, that was a great game, and it's very exciting. And I, you know, I actually watched that one, and I'm like, oh, this is so great, and you feel good because it's the Nationals, and you <laughs> you know they had the huge chip on their shoulder from last year. They had a lot to prove, and they're like, good, you make a statement in the first game, right? But then you make a much worse statement in the next two games, which... In the next few innings. Yeah, well, yeah. But then it's... So then you get, you know, Cologne, that's two pretty terrible starts in a row. You know, uh, the uh, start at Dodger Stadium was not great. And then this one was equally as terrible. And look, I mean, part of that is the the Nats really are a uh, cagey team. They can definitely string a bunch of hits together. And, uh, you know, when you have a guy like Daniel Murphy in your lineup, anything can happen. But uh, Daniel, the, cr- the crazy thing is, like, <laughs> you know, it was, you know, that's how you knew that Harvey didn't have it in Game 3, which we'll talk about in a second. It, uh, Bryce Harper was 0 for 21. And, yeah, now he's 1 for 22. But you're like, oh, wait, this is the game he gave up a hit. Well, everything's going wrong here. Uh, it's interesting to watch Bryce Harper against the Mets in that series. It's a you know very small microcosm. We're going to get three games next week where we'll get a, a better look at the Nats Park. Mm. But, 
that was just a, I don't know, it was a rough one just watching. Actually, that cologne, I had to listen in the car, and I was just like, I think it helps that I'm not watching, but right. I don't know. <laughs> and look, here's the thing, you know, when you have the MLB.TV package, or if you have Sirius Radio like I do, it's... It's not like, oh, I'm disappointed. I have to listen to Howie Rose on the radio. It's like, oh, good. I have I have an excuse that I can't be home and watch the game. I get to, you know, experience it in a way I enjoy almost as much. I mean, Gary, Keith, and Ron in the booth is great. That's fantastic. But to sometimes have to check out Howie, it's great. Not so much in a game like that because you're just like, oh, my God. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about uh, two bad starts by Cologne? I, look, if you look at last year, uh, Cologne had a lot of horrendous starts. Yeah. I mean, the guy went, you know, whatever, 14 and 14. Or, at this point in his career, he, he really is a journeyman, 500 innings eating pitcher. If we get hmm. anything above that, re, I mean, really, he's just a placeholder for Wheeler to eventually. Wood. Yeah. Theoretically, so I honestly like. I feel like we've been getting lucky with Cologne. The beginning of the year was yeah. kind of what I call anyway, fool's yeah. gold. You're just it's yeah. fool's gold. I mean, the guy is is like Harris in Major League. You know, he's got <laughs> what is that on your arm? That's Crisco. You yeah. got your Vegasil. I put some jalapeno in my nose. <laughs> I mean, that's. Cologne yeah. at this point. I mean, you know, he's... Yeah. But, but a he's, movie quarter. I love him right yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I exactly. Think about it. Isn't Cologne Harris from Major League yeah. at this point? Just yeah, like, I mean. just like I always thought that uh, uh, Carlos Delgado was Dennis Haysbert. You know? <laughs> I mean, aren't they... The, they are kind of... Yeah, they're definitely the same Show guy. me Carlos Delgado and Dennis Haysbert in the same room at yeah. the same time, and I'll the, believe they And they, they both the feel time. like you need hats for bats. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, that game was disappointing, but you're like, you know what? Whatever. Maybe it's game, a fluke. Game three... Right. We're going to get uh, Harvey against Syndergaard, uh, not Syndergaard, sorry, against Strasburg. Mm-hmm. Same same couple letters in there. That was the mistake. <laughs> uh, Harvey and Strasburg, you know, it's like we, we've seen we've seen that show before. In fact, uh, I went to the opening series in D.C. last year, and that third game was a Harvey versus Strasburg game, which nice. Harvey won. So I'm like, all right. And, you know, you knew that uh, Harvey had had, uh, let's just say, some difficulties, but I don't know. This was really surprising, that game. I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen him that bad. And just the way, you know, the announcers, that was one of those games that I heard on radio and watched as well, uh, different parts of it. And they all kind of said the same thing. You could see that he just, you know, he sort of like let down his shoulders and he was just very defeated. And he wasn't pitching well. It's just there was no coming back from it at that point. Do you think, I'll go with Andrew first, yeah. do you think it's it's mental? you think it's physical? Personally, I think it's both. But what, what, do, you, what do you think the problem is with Matt Harvey? Um, I have two things to actually say about this. Sure. So I agree with you. It might be a little bit of both. I mean, especially being a baseball player. I would go mental first, you know, yeah. is being in a, any sort of slump. Like, it is so tough. And that's where we were talking about Granderson. He doesn't really have that, which is amazing. But to be a pitcher, and it's got to affect you. Yeah. It has to. And then I was listening to Ron Darling talking about the pitching arm and how it's, like, kind of, you know... It, he was watching Harvey, and it, it looked like he was kind of struggling a little bit. That would show signs that he was feeling a little weaker, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. So, great, I understand that. Yes, he did not do a Harvey status quo job. No. But I do feel that, you know, in that game, it wouldn't have gone so poorly if, you know, his team was there to back him up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's been enough attention on that fact. It's been, oh, Harvey, 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 terrible, terrible, terrible. But watching the game, you're like, 
Yeah, but it could have all ended, yeah. and it would have not even gone. It could have been a completely different game if you don't drop that ball. Well, you know? uh, and uh, Matt, before I ask you what you think, look, I think something I haven't heard anybody talk about, and I didn't look up the numbers, which maybe would have been good show prep, but <laughs> I feel like the these great starters are not pitching as well with Kevin Ploiecki catching every single day. And mm. look, I know that these are guys that don't take all their calls from the catcher, but I think to some extent it is something to at least talk about and wonder how much of it is. Darno can't throw anybody out at second. Yeah. And when he gets on a nice tear, he can, you know, he can swing the bat. But he seemed to be able to uh, call a pretty good game. And now Ploiecki, who is not supposed to be a starting catcher, he's in there a lot. And what do you think, Matt? Do you think it has anything to do well, with it? Well, look, I definitely agree that the fielding has... It's been a letdown. I feel like that has I mean, been under, under yeah. kind of underreported. I don't know what the stats are this year on our fielding, but a couple things. Cespedes is a bit of a disaster in center field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, anybody we who watched pass, the, anybody right? who watched the World Series knew that. They yeah. gave him they gave him credit though for like body. What was that today? Body blocking the ball. Yeah. I'm like, no, I it's called he wasn't block. watching yeah. the ball and it <laughs> he, hit him in the freaking shoulder. And the chest. That's what a second right. baseman does on right. a ball that's like drilled. To I him. did not agree with that at all. I said if you watch him, his eyes aren't even on the ball. They're up this way. So come on. I think he's daydreaming about his next car sometimes. He's gonna get another song made about him. You know, so he's just like, yeah. But so you've got so you've got Cespedes in center causing major issues on routine flies. You've got the David Wright ongoing situation where he can't throw anybody out with Mm. any speed at all. Yeah. To any ball. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, definitely. So you've got those two. Um, I think our double play combo is maybe better this year, but the range isn't amazing. Right. I I agree with exactly that assessment. We'd actually lost a few from Campbell not being able to stretch. Yeah, and I, and I also all these little things. And Campbell's and been playing mm. like every day in one position or another, and I'm like, well, he shouldn't be in no, there. You know? No, no, and and you know, it's it's like yes, we can't we can't give Harvey a pass though. Right. No, you can't Understood. give him a pass. I'm just but saying for it to be so 100 percent him. When these things I, start not. to the you know the dribs and drabs that fall behind him and all that, he should be able. And yeah. in the past, you felt like he's like, it's all right, I got it. this, mm-hmm. and and he just doesn't. Agreed. You know? he's, like, he's like the guy. It's like you know when you get like when you when you step in a puddle and then you know like <laughs> you, you know like you're walking around feeling crappy about yourself and then more bad things yeah. happen because you're like already <laughs> feeling crap. Like you get it's a parking like ticket. Here today. Yeah, you probably got a parking ticket no, on the way over here. No, please don't say that. We won't get into it. But, no. but I, I think, you know, when you're talking about mental, it's very hard for a pitcher to snap out of it when all you, these other things yes. around him aren't going well. But his fastball's down yeah. two miles an hour from last year, as is DeGrom's, which we can get to. But Yeah, we will definitely get to that. He yeah. doesn't even seem to have any... I mean, who throws a hanging 0-2 pitch to Daniel Murphy for right. a home run? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And it's just like, I mean, you, you've seen him hit. You know, you know what kind of pitch selection he should have. And that was when I started to think, I'm like, is Ploiecki making bad calls? But I think I think that uh, Harvey an, just doesn't have... Well, you're throwing some dirt on Ploiecki. I am, yeah, because are. he shouldn't be catching every day. Well, what's but, his name? This new guy threw out... Uh, yeah, he can throw runners out at second, so I already like him more. Yeah. <laughs> Captain but Ron, you make a very it? good point, because that's something that I don't think has been brought up too much in, yeah, I, in I, that vein I, I and just, in that I, reference. I, so. Right, exactly. So, look, I don't know, and... It's interesting. Uh, one of uh, somebody who enjoyed our first couple shows. Uh, his name is Jerome. I hope I got your name right. <laughs> he has uh, at nym underscore news. That's his uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I think we'll uh, have him visit with us uh, somewhere in the future. But he wanted to know: Are we more worried about Harvey or Degrom? And I'll go first. Harvey. 
Uh, DeGrom can still win or keep you in the game without having it. Harvey, you feel like, you know, it's an older reference, but you feel like it's if Mackie Sasser was a pitcher. You know, yeah, when yeah, he loses old, it, he loses it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Matt, are you more concerned about Harvey or DeGrom? Or? Completely. Yeah. DeGrom's going to work his way out of it. Even if he doesn't, even if he throws all year at 92, I feel that he can win 15 games somehow. He's a yeah. fighter and he uses all sides of the plate and he just doesn't exhibit. A lack of confidence, even yeah. when he's not, you know, I, I feel like he gets out there and he's like, God damn it, I will get these guys out. Yeah, yeah yes. definitely. You know? I think he also has a bigger cheering section right now versus Well, Harvey. people are a little down you know on Harvey, but that's a yeah. But that affects yeah. you. I know. That's, it's I not fair. Like we're screwing, Agreed. We're screwing yeah. up but Harvey, too. it affects too, you, you know? a yeah. lot. I feel like as Met fans, we're not doing our job taking a guy who just came off Tommy John. Yeah. And remember, mm-hmm. Strasburg at this time last year was shitting the bed too. Yeah, well, that's a great point, yeah. So now yeah. he's 7-0. A, a guy who, despite all the media storm in the playoffs, should not have thrown as many innings as mm-hmm. he did. You know, uh, and look, I, I was at the game uh, in the World Series where they brought him back out. He w- he looked amazing that night. Yeah. But ever since that. then, you're just like, huh, what's going Maybe on? Maybe we should listen to Scott Boris. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you know I don't want to, but there, there's something to be said for it. Because yeah. he just had a guy who just went yeah. through this and played like crap for. Actually, Strasburg's the reason the Mets probably made it to the World Series. I mean, because right. he did, right. he did not pitch that. well last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, look, those were uh, two really bad games against the Nats, and it's amplified because all three of those games aired nationally on either ESPN or MLB Network. So you get to see like all the shortcomings of the Mets. So everybody, you know, and look, if you win that third game, you're like, oh, it's all right. It's fine. And, you know, that's how I felt going into it. And then you're like, oh my God. So now they've won like one game in the last seven. So, you know, it's not great. Yeah. And if we were doing this show on like Friday afternoon, (laughs) there would not be, you know, I wouldn't have been as happy by Meet the Mets. Even Meet the Mets. I would have been like, I know, I, we're joking about all yeah. this right now. I would have been like, oh, let's just listen a little bit more to Meet the Mets. I don't even want to talk. Right, we'll just right. play the song for 40 we minutes. We would not be having a good time No, here. it is amazing, though, how baseball goes that, like, when we spoke on, what was it? It was Friday? And yeah, you were like, we so, you're like, I don't know what to talk about on the show. No, I don't I, know. I, this is going to yeah. be a negative show. And then, boom, two days later, and it's, it's like, like, oh, it's great. Is, we're great. We're yeah. doing well. This is a whatever week, you know? We're yeah. still fighting. We're still in it. We're so. on our way back up. Right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, but that's and, what's so amazing about it, too. And it's one of the things that we talked about last week is, like, when you're not in New York and you're not inundated by the New York media, yes. you can feel better about it. But if you follow a lot of that media on Twitter, you do see it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, the Mets are in third place in a two-team race. <laughs> now, the yeah, but the Phillies, we'll talk about them <laughs> the next time we play them. Unbelievable the way that team's playing. You know, kudos to a team that no one yeah. had any expectations for playing as well as they are. But... You know the the Mets were a half game behind them at the worst of it, but still, right. it's like you love to be able to put that headline on there and look. I get it. You know, I love a good uh, New York Post headline as I'll much as the next guy. I'll say one last thing about the sure. headlines with Harvey is I think because he's also put himself out there to be a media sensation. Yeah, I think it hits him harder. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Degrom's not a guy that's has been reaching for yeah. the spotlight. Right. Yeah, you, and you know? look, and look, um, he's so he had a year suffer, where I think he can suffer. Under the radar, also a little, a little bit. Harvey could never yes. suffer under the and radar. And Degrom, you know, I mean, his his wife had a baby. There were health concerns, so you know, there's a little you, more serious issues. Yeah, to you worry can, about you know, you can say like, ah, oh, you got to put all that behind you. But you know what? 
you can't put it all behind you. You know, I mean, I, I have a nine month old son. I uh, if something's if he's even sick, if he has a cold, yeah. it's hard for me to mm-hmm. really concentrate. So I get it. You know, sure, he should be pitching well, but it, it makes sense. And he has, you know, that was a couple starts. He seems to be looking a lot better. We'll see, basically, is is the short answer on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no better time to see than uh, another season, uh, another series with the Nationals. But yeah. let's talk about uh, something fun. <laughs> let's talk about Big Sexy himself before we... Uh, t- we Something ridiculous. Yeah, because this was going to be the only kind of laughs we had during the course of the show. <laughs> when I found out about this, I think it was... Uh, Thursday or Friday, I'm like, well, at least there'll be something we can laugh about. And uh, that's the fact that uh, Bartolo Colon has a secret second family. Not and secret it's, anymore. As say, not not so secret much. anymore. And uh, for those that don't know, Matt uh, has a uh, law background, so he can talk a little bit about yes. this. It was, it was supposed to be secret that he was in court dealing with, for uh, lack of a better term, I guess the uh, full legal term is baby mama. Um, (laughs) He stopped giving her money and she wanted more money because she has two kids with him. This is his mistress, let's say. So, you know, that's legit. But he wanted it to be private, which you understand. Mm -hmm. So it was listed as anonymous versus anonymous. It's never going to happen. Okay. It could have, but then he decided he needed to represent himself. So then you see (laughs) representing anonymous... New York Mets pitcher Bartolo Colon. So you're like, oh, I think I know who Anonymous is. I just have a hunch. So uh, give, and I know you've read a little bit about this story, Matt. Uh, Uh, I find it fascinating that whoever, like, you assume that every baseball player in the major leagues has an attorney. You know, Uh, you you would hope so. Yeah, guy making ten million dollars a year has a lawyer. How could you not? So what must have happened between him and his lawyer? You know, for yeah. him to be like, you know what? Good Screw point. you. Bartolo has got this. You yeah. know, like, I just can't even imagine. He's like, like I can hit a home run now. I can no, do anything. I'm a lawyer, is, too. No, the <laughs> thing is, it's about paper. Like, being a lawyer is so paperwork intensive yeah. and it's so complex. Like, the family court system. Like, he has to wait in line. Like, there's probably, like, a line of just, like, low-rent lawyers just standing there in Bartolo Colon's in his suit. Yeah. Standing in line, and he's got to, like, sign himself in with the court clerk. <laughs> right. And, you Meanwhile, know, does he even know yeah, he has he's to Yeah, and he's got to go, uh, Bartolo Colon representing anonymous yeah. in this matter of anonymous versus anonymous. <laughs> You guys are making this like really funny, whereas I come from the point of view where I'm like, if Bartolo Colon has a second family, that means and everybody. He's that has guy, a right? Family. That's exactly where my yeah. brain's going. Every person in the whole MLB, something's going on with that. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. I think so. What? Yeah, no, you know, and That's and this so is sad. this is uh, so for the sad. sake of a joke. It's not real. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not even a rumor that I'm starting. But I'm sure Andre Ethier has a second family. That's just because I don't like him. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's uh, a joke, guys. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't, my don't attorney play. says, uh, yeah, make sure you know totally that's a joke. joke. But he's not trying to so slander anybody. The thing is, like you know, uh, look, a baseball player having a second family could you could look at it on a personal level and be like very upset for his wife. Except she knows. She knows all about it, and uh, the New York Post, uh, I think, called them at their house, and she's like, I can't talk about it, but yeah, I know. Well, And then at least she said that. Yeah. You know, so she knows, and uh, Matt and I were talking before the show started. I mean, she's not going to divorce him, and she also doesn't want his mistress to get half of his money because Mm -hmm. she wants some of his money. And let's just assume they love each other, and this was a mistake that happened Twice. twice. 
you can make two mistakes in life, right? Yeah. Uh, probably not on that level. Come on. But as baseball players go, it, you know, he only has two illegitimate kids, you know? Honestly, this is such a... Bl- I heard a rumor that Matt Kemp has 40. No, I didn't hear oh that. That's God. not true. No, I mean, look, in the in the grand scheme of things, right, professional athletes are among the most likely people to have secret families, yeah. we yeah. think, right? I mean... Yeah, every year... Can afford it. You, only, you can afford it. Right. You, every year you spend, you know, three or four days out in oh, some yeah, city, sorry, yeah. you know, I'm surprised that his secret family was in the New York area. That's right. the part that surprised not, me. Yeah. yeah. Not in not Cleveland. anywhere else. Yeah. Right. right, exactly. You know, but the other thing I was going to say about it is I think the only reason we're kind of like shocked is because he's just so smiley, which is such a weird <laughs> thing. Like, he smiles so much. How could he have a secret family? Well, he's happy because he's got yeah, two he's, wives. Yeah, he's you know, he's like, smiling. Yeah. That's, now we know why he was smiling. Exactly. All the time. All the time. <laughs> he's getting lit up. That's all right. Second one. Yeah. It's fine. No, but, uh, you know, look, his wife knows about it. So it's like, all right, I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bad situation that you don't want to be made public but then it does and because he's him because he's known as Big Sexy because he's (laughs) this sort of like ninth wonder of the world who's 42 and 42 I did air quotes for people listening on iTunes you know maybe he's 45 maybe he's 50 who knows but you know he's 42 he's still pitching in the majors he hits a home run for the first time and he is a very fun likable guy so it is surprising you know you hear that and you go wow all right, but it's easy to laugh about, but he did have, I think it was the day of that bad start against the Nats. That's the day that it was oh, on all the headlines. Out, yeah. Nah, it's because he's thrown, he's thrown garbage. He was there. definitely That's throwing not, garbage. Yeah. He, yeah. He, you know, yeah. He's, he's, it's, he's old. He's an old man. He's an old man. He's an old man that inexplicably has good games. That's yeah. the thing. That's it's like these two bad starts aren't the story, like you said before, Matt. It's when he has the good starts and strings I mean, them together. Can you imagine if you just like watching, you know, these summer league games, you know, like a, a Rucker Park or whatever, and all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. some sixty-five-year-old dude just came up and started dunking on people? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's amazing. You know, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, no, like I'm, I'm, that's uh, that's what he should be doing. Yeah, he's, right. yeah. he's way too old for what he's doing. It's amazing. I yeah. love Bartolo. Well, we want to know what uh, all of you think about uh, Bartolo Colon's uh, secret second family. You can tweet us at ABTV Mets. That's different than the one that I had uh, last week uh, at the uh, the advisement of our uh, technical director, Zach. Uh, at ABTV Mets seems like it's more consistent. It's easier to follow. So. I'm glad I yeah, tweeted so out the wrong name today. Well, I did too yeah. as soon as our show was over. But it's at our handle is at ABTV Mets, and you can also have Hashtag ABTV. Hashtag, yeah. yeah. So at least we can keep the chain running. Right, exactly. So know. hashtag ABTV Mets is what you're saying. I yeah. think I might have hashtag Mets 360, so whoops. But, but you know what? We'll We're still it. figuring it all out. Yeah. You can find, we'll find us. It. That's all right. But uh, so, but anyway, uh, we'd love to uh, get some reaction to this story and uh, <laughs> keep it clean, folks. Uh, but anyway, so that was something that I was able to smile about because you didn't expect the story about uh, Bartolo Colon's second family. What you did expect was to play well against the Brewers, and now we can look back and they swept the Brewers. Oh, that's this hat, by the way. This is the sausage race hat. I should probably hold it to that one for people watching on the camera. I actually have a Milwaukee Brewers hat. Huh. It's the sausage race, which oh, before there was the pierogi race, the president's race, and all the this other races, fantastic. the sausage race was the one and only. And I'm like, man, I don't need to own any apparel for the Milwaukee Brewers, but I love me that sausage race. How long awesome. have you had this? Uh, probably 10 this or more years. This is amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't really wear it often but uh 
And so, you know, there was something about the Brewers that I, I've never felt. That's one of the last teams that I've ever wanted to hate. You know, uh, Ryan Braun, not the most likable guy in the world, which one day maybe I'll tell a story about Ryan Braun, <laughs> but not today. It doesn't fit here. But uh, I love Bernie Brewer going down the slide. It's just like, oh, it's fun. I went to a game there once. It, you know, because it's Milwaukee, they tailgate for a baseball game the way people do for an NFL game. It's so much fun, and it's great. And you know, they're usually terrible. So uh, <laughs> they're good people. So you they're can't good hate people. On them. You yeah. can't really hate them. But We're that being said, to kick they're not very good. So you're like, okay, well, you have to win that series. And we look back and we're like, we swept it. Great. And we we were there on the field. But you know what we mean. The Mets swept the Brewers like they should have. But those first two games, they did have to come from behind. And you're like, are you supposed to come from behind against the Brewers? But right. it doesn't matter because Matt's pitched really well. And it was really just the two-run homer in the first inning. And that was it. And then Conforto, whom I love, who that's somebody to consider maybe buying a jersey for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are talking before the show started. Who do you buy player jerseys? Conforto should be in the running because he's going to be around for a while. I wonder who the number one selling Mets jersey is right now. Right now. Do you think it's Cespedes? Do you think, think it's, it's a cologne? Do you think it's a cologne that was, says big sexy? Say, big sexy? I was yeah. gonna say cologne, yeah. especially after the cologne. I, I think it's and the guy who got now. the tattoo for uh, right. the cologne yeah. tattoo. But yeah, no, I think it's Syndergaard. Like I was saying, I bought it wasn't a jersey; it was the the uh, player jersey like T-shirt, and it was I bought that at the World Series, and I bought Syndergaard because I was like, well, hmm. he won a World Series game, so I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> but also, he's great, and he's also the mighty Thor. Yeah, I, it'd be good. I bet we can find the that. The might be up there too. Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing about both of them is that you can you can wear a wig with your jersey right, for either one of them, it. which my friend John and I did at the game. Uh, I had the Thor wig, he had the Degrom. You gotta love wig, that yeah. they're now costumes. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. it's great. No, it's fantastic. Amazing. So uh, Stephen Matt's sort of an unsung hero. He had a couple of bad starts early, and then he he missed a little time. But when he when he's on, he's great. Well, that's what's interesting about what you said with the two-run home run. Um, him coming back, yeah, and not pulling a Harvey or something yeah. like that. I, was pretty, I wish I it was didn't have to be called that, that, but that's what no, it is. That is Unfortunately, for right now, yeah. Look, for until until he changes Oof. our expectations, it, it is pulling a Harvey. Right? Yikes! I know. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was kind of proud of him because yeah. we were talking just about last week about him missing a few starts. Yeah. You know how bad is his injury gonna be, and how long is it gonna go for? So I was kind of happy about that because that made me nervous. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. no, no, that, that should always make you yeah. nervous. And uh, you know my uh, abilities as a talent scout apparently not very good <laughs> because I saw Stephen Matz pitch just about a year ago in Las Vegas for the Mets Triple A uh, farm team, the uh, Las Vegas cool. 51s, and I knew he was about to get called up soon. I'm like, oh, I gotta go check that out. And I was just like, oh, he's good, but he doesn't have the control. We won't see him in the majors <laughs> this year. So I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're but, like one of the guys at the beginning of uh, Moneyball. You're like, ah, he's got an ugly girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna be good. Not hey, gonna be a good Sometimes player. that matters. Yeah. <laughs> but is his side piece ugly as well? Yeah, yeah, right. Sometimes it's like, all right. We gotta get a side-by-side comp. Oh Come my wife gosh. And Peace. You guys, that's Is wrong. That wrong. That's so See, wrong. that's why you need. That's why you need to be here. Yes. Be yes. conscious. Okay. That's wrong. Right. We don't do that, so but... we don't need to do that on the air. Uh, right, uh, right. But we can do it after <laughs> the show. Offline. Uh, yeah. So and look, it, it was great. It was good to see that you like to see a team that can come from behind. And like we said, Degrom in that second game, he gave up four runs, four earned runs. You know, it, it's it's not. Uh, it's not the uh, defense harveying up the place. I only said it like that just because I wanted to do it twice in the same conversation. But uh, you know, he gave up four runs, but uh, they managed. Uh, they managed to win. 
Or did he give it? Yeah, he gave up four runs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, I wrote down the wrong score for yesterday's no, game. That's what I was. Like, he I he, gave up four he runs. definitely gave up four it was, runs. It was but ugly. Yeah, and you know he's fighting. He's just fighting. Yeah, he threw a hundred pitches in five innings, which yeah. is not good. That is not good. Yeah, that's uh, that's Steve Traxel esque, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, so what you realize is in those two games, and we'll talk in a second about today's game, the Syndergaard pitch, uh, Familia. 15 saves already, and I know there's somebody else that has more, but uh, he really, you know, he had some really hard luck in the World Series. There were also a couple of bad pitches, but uh, he got a couple losses that should not have been his fault, but, you know, again, he was on the mound. And he's looked great this year, and I think that's what you need if you're going to have these close come-from-behind wins. But, uh, you know, when you have... Syndergaard pitched the way he did today, seven innings pitched, only one unearned run, and you know, you're just like, yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. You know, we need to see these guys who all can pitch like Syndergaard did today, uh, pitch at least closer to that. But uh, I don't know. It's great. It, it's definitely a good feeling to catch the end of that game and you go, all right, so we're going to do the, the Mets wrap through 60 and we're going to talk about a, a, you know, a sweep <laughs> of the Brewers and somehow you win four out of six games on the homestand and you're like, great. And then you catch your breath and you go, oh, you're right. They're playing the Nets Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So it's like, you know, last that's year. exciting. It is exciting. Right. I definitely agree. to come uh, full circle, like come around the week after. That's what I like I about. I don't want it to be three, four, five weeks from now. I want yeah. it to be right away. That's like, what I like about yeah. the unbalanced see. schedule is that you'll play almost like home and home, you know, just like one series in between. You will play your natural rivals in your division. You know, at some point in the season, you're going to play them, you know, pretty close together, which right. is great. What's yeah. cool about it now, though, right now, is like Harvey has an immediate chance at redemption. Yeah. Against Strasburg. Yeah. Which is as hard. Uh, that's the hardest challenge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's yeah. like, okay. It's something you don't want, you but don't you want, want it. Right. Like, no, you, you want you, that you opportunity want to prove, it. To yeah. prove and, it. Exactly. And also, like, if Harvey excels, right, we're all going to be like, yes. Right. We're going to know, right? You feel like we're going to know one way or another where he's at. Yeah. Right now, like was because because the start before he just you know he had a good start actually the week before that and we we're like yeah. oh maybe he's the start in around. San Diego was a good one right yeah yeah so you know but it's like these are the big stages where at the end of the day you know that three months from now there's going to be a game probably or a series probably that's going to decide this division and it's yeah. going to be is it going to be Harvey against Strasburg or is it going right. to be Syndergaard against Scherzer you know yeah. it's going to and it day, might be better, both. You might right. need to win both but of those games. But if we're games, better yeah. than them, we're going to have to face that music, right? You can't, no like, there's what. no avoiding yeah. the Nats this year. And no way. No, no. what I love about that game, the fact that it's on a Tuesday and I'll actually be able to watch it. But in addition <laughs> to that is uh, the uh, Darren, who's the guy who runs the Seven Line website. We give them a shout out pretty much every week, but they're <laughs> great. Uh, he... Late last night, organized uh, 500 Mets fans are going to head from New York to uh, D.C. Awesome. They're going to go there just to cheer on Harvey. It wasn't organized until late last night. Wow! And they're so you know it's like they can take a bus or they can drive down whatever they want to do. They could go as a group. But so they have 500 seats, and they they're like it was that simple. He said. Harvey doesn't deserve to be booed off the mound. Oh, and I so, and that. I love that. And I, I yeah. you know, I'm like, it's I'm, not, I'm not flying that. from LA, but if I lived in New York, yeah. I'd be like, you do it. I could probably take that day off, right? 500 people. That's yeah. insane. And, and it's, yeah, it's great. And I love that. I love that uh, Darren did that. I love that that many people went. A friend of mine who lives in DC is actually was going to the game anyway, but he's like, now I'm sitting with the seven line, so it's great. So uh, maybe we'll try and get some I insider love that. information. Let's boost Harvey yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I love Let's that. Well, of course. You don't want to, it's from the media. It really makes it tough. 
the yeah, media is like taking a giant dump on true, you. True, yeah, true. exactly. Now tomorrow it, the game is going to be uh, Bartolo Colon and Gio Gonzalez, which I feel like can go either way. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys could be on their game. It could be two one either way. But I've seen both of those guys pitch so badly that it could be eight six. You know, so I, I don't know what to expect from that. I I, I expect Colon. Knows that he's pitched uh, two bad games. I hope he wins and starts a whole new family. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. You know, he should. They go to DC enough. He throws a no hitter and starts a DC family. You know. Oh my god. He's got to have like a. He's got to have an Acela family. Did you call it like an Acela Acela family? Maybe he could have a family in each city that's in the division. He could have an Atlanta family, Miami family, maybe a Montreal family. Even though you know they're they're not there anymore. I like that. Anyway, I I agree. I think not specifically, but I I think he should have a good game and that'll be great. And then you sort of have the uh, the afternoon uh, Wednesday game, which if you live on the West Coast like we do, that's a 10 a.m. 10 a.m. game, and I'm very excited about uh, Stephen Matz and Tanner Roark. His name is not Tanner Roark. Oh, I know it's from Roark? it's Roark. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's like that seems It's like speaking of of the uh, the Acela when you take the Amtrak in the <laughs> Northeast quarter, quarter, and the stop is in Delaware. They make very clear to pronounce. New Ark, not Newark, <laughs> because you don't want people going to Newark to get yeah, off in Newark, Delaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, he's Tanner Roark. Mm. He'll be pitching Game Three, and then they'll get an off day, and all they have to do is uh, face the Dodgers, which you know was a bit of a wash that series. Uh, Kershaw will pitch in that game. Looking at it, I think it's Saturday, and the Sunday night game. Well, that's a late game. And that's going to start when we're supposed to be here. So I don't know what we're going to do about that. Yeah, that game's at uh, at eight Eastern, five Pacific. So uh, we may have Good an updates. incomplete wrap up of the uh, Dodgers series next week. But uh, you know, look, I uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, that that Nats series. And because I live in L.A. and I see the Dodgers so much and I've been at so many awful (laughs) Mets-Dodgers games, I'm looking forward to that series, too. But I already feel like, you know, Kershaw's just really in the zone right now. Mm. He's unbeatable. We're not beating Kershaw this week. That's just my honest You can beat him at some point, but this isn't the week where he's, yeah. And Strasburg, I mean, both of those guys are just, like, so locked in right now. It's kind of scary. I mean, I feel that Syndergaard is almost there. He's, like, almost at that untouchable level, which is nice. Yeah. No, it would no. be nice if Kershaw and Syndergaard ever matched. It seems like scheduling-wise, Syndergaard doesn't seem to get... He doesn't seem to get Kershaw. Or yeah, Strasburg. Right? He hasn't had Kershaw or Strasburg. No. It's so weird how that always works yeah. out. Like, Who knows? Well, Maybe later in the season. It, all it takes is a rain out for one of totally. the other teams, and then it, it falls into place. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be interesting to see. Uh, now, Andrea, before we wrap up, did you have a player of the week this week? I do. Okay, good. So I, I know we only have a few minutes left, yes. but I kind of want to introduce this to you guys. You know, it's something we're going to maybe start doing here, and I think you guys will like it. You okay. at home as well, aside from you two, because this is going to be a surprise to you guys. So it's a good, because right. I want your opinion from it. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk, like we do, mostly about the starting pitchers. I don't think the closing pitchers, side note, get enough recognition, like we were just talking about. Familia. Right, they get a lot of attention when they're up, bad. I think this week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can throw them into the mix. The home run hitters always get attention. Um, but my picks, although they might coincide with some of these guys sometime, um, 
are going to be like the unsung heroes of I the like game it. All or right. of the series. Okay. Um, so, that... so Bartolo Colon's second wife, or <laughs> no, something yeah. else? Oh. Okay, okay. Hey, sometimes it can be a little <laughs> offbeat like that. Look, so one week I hope I hope one week mind. it's Mrs. Met. Not it yeah. doesn't. Oh, yeah, one week fun. that'd be great. All right, so okay, please. so keep an open mind. Um, so you know we've got like the guys who hit home runs, like I said this week, and even Wright stepped up. You mm, know with his yeah. Saturday line drive, but. I'm going to give some love, and this is based off of just today's game. Yeah. I'm going to give some love to the second baseman, Neil Walker. Great. And here's why. You know, he not only goes for the outfield fly ball today and um, hits a single to move a guy in the eighth, but he also uh, hits the final double play to end, uh, not hits, obviously, makes the final double double play to end the game and solidify the win for today. And I I just thought he's like someone who kind of steps up big in his way. First of all, when does a second baseman ever get really, like... Well, Some we love. had a second baseman for a long time who got a lot of attention for not being able to turn double plays, yeah, well, exactly. for getting confused on the and base like path. You said, and I love Daniel Murphy, for but bad. you had to notice, right. like, oh yeah, he definitely lost a oh, few. Oh, today's game-ending turn was what that was really that guy yeah. runs real fast too. So yeah. Yeah. Just, you had to t- you had to do the perfect double play, which we never were able to turn last year. We were never able to turn a perfect double play. Right. Ever. Right. So I, I, I and agree. You were mentioning that before. Yeah. How that's like Neil Walker that's like, is a great so addition. Neil Walker yeah. is my hottie. I mean, player of. <laughs> The week for me. What do you yeah. guys think of that? Okay. Uh, I can't disagree with that. Right? Um, I think that he's consistent. You know, I think his he's been consistent all week. I think consistency week. is also And as we be. talked about with Granderson, uh, consistency is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I've got Matt? a different one, but I like it. Okay, okay. thanks. Uh, another... Under the radar, but had a great week. Addison Reed, my boy. He is your boy. Is I just agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we hung out with him down in, in Florida for spring training. He's Excuse awesome. Excuse me. He's, he's super that's cool. cool. Hey, he tweeted at me once. So okay. that's well, you know, that's the same thing. I'll try and yeah. get him on the show. But this week, you know, he's had a great year. Yeah. Just under the whole the whole pen has had a phenomenal year. Mm. But he pitched three games in a row and didn't give up a run. I don't think the entire you know the entire week. And they didn't use him today. Absolutely. He was burned out, but he had to throw. You know. Uh, you know, he had to really work his last outing. Yeah, he really did. To, it was to like get through. 28 and pitches I agree or something. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely under the radar. You yeah. know, yeah. like you skip over him and go to Familia. Yeah, no, you definitely. I think 100%. Well, I'm going to go with, and this is sort of more of a, hey, hang in there, buddy. My <laughs> uh, player of the week is going to be David Wright because he is working so hard to stay on the field. And look, you see, he can't make a lot of plays and it's a little painful to watch at time. But for him to have a big walk-off hit in the come-from-behind win, I thought... That was great. I was excited for him because apparently he hadn't done it since 2012. He needed that. He needed that because he's come up in so many spots Mm -hmm. the last couple years, especially since we found out about his spinal stenosis. And you're like, well, no, he uh, did not get that big walk-off hit, and then they go on to lose the game. So I felt (laughs) good because I love David Wright. My wife loves him in different ways. We talked about it. Yeah, I was going to say, he'll always be my MVP. He's your player of every week, so you mean basically player other than David Wright. Exactly. But I, I was so excited. That's I was just like, good for David Wright. I called. can't even go to the farmer's market when my back hurts. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a great then, point, yeah. Yeah, I would not be here if my back hurts. This guy has injury, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'll just take a few yeah. less... You know, swings in, in yeah. pregame. Sit out like, a game here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're but like, you can't throw the same. <laughs> you think about things, How dare you? Like you think about motions, right? A ball Everything. smashing a bat at 100 miles an yeah. hour through a tightly corked body. Or yeah. even, like you said, the yeah, like throwing. The throw. like, of course agree, he's not going to yeah. throw us hard. But mm. anyway. Uh, well, anyway, so that's look. Our the that's our player of the week, which I love that segment. Who was your player of the week? Or who do you think 
was the player of next week when you send it at the end like of the give week. us a... it's the future yeah who was the player of the week <laughs> in the future uh you can tweet us at abtv mets uh, let us know. And uh, my friend Melissa, who listens, uh, said, Andrea, you have great taste in music, oh, uh, country music all day long. Yeah, girl. I disagree, but uh, that's all right. It's okay. I, it's, that's I just okay. wanted to get I that in there. I don't need you on that bandwagon. Anyway, line. so we have a lot to talk about next week already. We've got the Nats and the Dodgers. And uh, so for Christian Blatt, Andrea Fasano, and Matt Ritter, uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.